Ça va? What's going on, everybody? Raj Galardi here to bring you a little preview of all the violence that will be taking place this weekend at UFC 253, Adesanya versus Costa. Um, like everybody, I've been so stoked for this fight. Cannot wait. I've been stoked for this fight for a long time. Um, I mean, this has been building for a while now, so finally it's the accumulation of, of all of their wins and all of their hype, and now they're on a collision course, and it all goes down tomorrow. Um, I want to really quick recap. Oh, excuse me. One second, guys. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Ooh, spark, talk about violent. Ooh, shit. Uh, anyways, um, let's do a little recap of this past weekend's card, and then we'll get right into the nitty-gritty of uh, tomorrow's fight card. So, uh, recapping uh, UFC Fight Night, Covington versus Woodley. Um, Kevin Holland and Darren Stewart did a good scrap. I actually thought Darren Stewart won, but Kevin Holland ran away with it. Um, yeah, I just thought the output from Darren kind of solidified it for him, but judges won it the other way. Uh, Mackenzie Dern uh, submits Ronda Marcos three minutes and 44 seconds into the first round. Uh, Marcos did a good job of defending early, but just, I mean, when you keep having to defend like that, that's that's never a good thing, and you're just playing with fire at that point. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting because Ronda followed uh, Dern to the ground, which I didn't advise. I don't think anybody watching advised. But, dude, sometimes you get caught up in the fight and you think you can beat somebody at their best, at their you know at their best point, and then you get you know you get shaken up real quick. Um, I was kind of hoping there would be like a uh, this is kind of a throwback fight, but uh, Alan Belcher versus Husmar Paul Harris. Uh, Husmar Paul Harris pulls guard. Grabs the knee, and Alan Belcher just stays in it the entire time. He tries going for a twister. He reversals the position. He doesn't get out. And I, I can remember Joe Rogan screaming at him to get out. But he ends up getting top control and then just unloads ground and pound and ends up getting the TK. It is, it's one of my favorite fights of all time just because... Uh, Alan Belcher just pointed the fucking the double fingers at him, said "fuck you." I'm gonna beat you out where you're the strongest, and just beat the shit out of him uh, from the top. Um, it was such a good fight. So I didn't think anything like that was gonna happen, but I was kind of like, "Oh my god, you know what's gonna happen here?" Um, Darren gets a solid win. I think that's either that's a rebound for her, or that's two in a row. I can't remember. Let's see. If my computer wants to work. My computer doesn't want to work. Let's see. Uh, yeah, so that's that's two back-to-back uh, first-round submissions for her. So she's definitely going to get a step up from here. Don't know how far up, but, you know, good thing so far from uh, from Mackenzie Dern after rebounding off that loss to uh, Amanda Rebus. Uh, next up, we had Johnny Walker taking on Ryan Spann. This was a crazy back-and-forth fight. Um, I definitely had Spann. Uh, I, I kind of thought Spann would win just because he's a little more collected than Johnny Walker is, but... Definitely made a liar out of me because as soon as he smelled blood, he went in for the finish, and Johnny Walker ended up getting uh, being able to capitalize and just putting the lights out on Span. Um, at first, when I first saw the the stoppage, I was like, "Ooh, that was like eight illegal blows uh, consecutively," and the ref didn't do anything. But after watching it a few times, those are all clean. People gotta start under, and you know, you don't really see this from like like the top 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 echelon. But you see this a lot with these like lower end mid tier guys where they either have somebody rocked or they shoot or they're rocked and they shoot in for a takedown and they leave themselves completely open. You got to understand, 
your placement of your hands around the waist, how um, how uh, unprotected your head is and everything. When you are shooting in against the cage like that, you are literally giving them an out when you let them tee off with elbows on that with you. So if you don't have the grip and if you don't have the position, you need to move, move. But I understand you're rocked, you're hurt, and you're just trying to hang on for to survival. And so the last thing you think is about to come is a bunch of vicious elbows. But in Ryan Spann's case, that's that's what came down like a, a stormy day in New York City. Uh, so Johnny Walker gets the good win. Um, I was actually kind of thinking right after. I was like, oh, you know, uh, he's probably going to get up, uh, get set up with somebody like Anthony Smith, some some guy, somebody who's already been to the top couldn't get there all the way and is now kind of fighting back with the middle tier guys so i know they were kind of going back and forth and i kind of think that's what's going to happen next it's not really what i want to see next just because i think smith is uh he's in a different place right now but i mean it's the fight game you don't get easy fights next up you have uh uh shamaya versus mirshart now this was nuts i mean mirshart is incredibly tough gutsy such a dog, but dude, Shemaev, he's got power no matter where he goes, which is insane. One punch knockout power. And this is not like, it's not like he, he knocked out somebody who doesn't have a good chin. Mearshart, yes, he has been finished before, but he's a, like, he's durable. He's never gone flat out with one shot like that. And so for Shemaev to do that that quick, this is so impressive. Um, I remember I, I was saying last week that I was kind of liking the Damian Maya fight, and or I, I was saying I didn't like it at first, then I was coming around to it, and now I'm back on the that's not the fight I want to see, just because I mean if if uh, Maya can't pull guard or can't get the takedown, he's gonna get beat up on the feet. That's bad, like real bad. So I would like them to match him up with somebody where you still find out you still get the same questions answered or or the same questions attempted to be answered. Um, you know, can he deal with a, a better grappler than him, or can he deal with this person who's better? Can he deal with this? Um, as long as we're getting a fight like that where we, we find more out about his game just because we have such little information, definitely be down for that. Let's see. Let me see the rankings. Uh, Walter Wade. UFC. Let's see. Um, so on that lower end, okay, you got Maya, Woodley's down now at 7, Chiesa, Dos Anjos, Magni, Luque, Neil, Nate Diaz, Anthony Pettis, Robbie Lawler. Ooh, Jeff Neal's a great fight. Ooh, Vincente Luque, that's a tough one. Neil Magni, um, Michael Chiesa, man, these are all tough matchups. Uh, so yeah, he, I mean, and then that's, that's assuming he goes back down to Walter Waite. I don't, I don't know where he's sticking. At middleweight, he's going to run into some problems. Um, you got Chris Weidman, Kelvin Gastelum, Derek Brunson. Ooh, ooh, Shamaya versus Derek Brunson. Now, that's not a bad fight. Ooh, that gets me excited. If he stays at, if he stays at 185, that's a, that's a great fight. I would love to see that fight because you'd get a lot of answers. You'd get a lot of answers because Shamaya probably... Both guys have power. Shamaya's probably a little more technical. Brunson still has that kind of like he puts his chin out. Um, and everything, they both have the, re I really like that Brunson fight, and so if I'm going middleweight, I'm saying Brunson, if I'm on the welterweight side, I think Dos Anjos is set up with a Makachev fight right now, so Magni or Vicente Luque or Jeff Neal can't go wrong with any of those, 
Um, yeah, those are all great fights. Uh, Stephen Thompson was up there too, but I think he is a little bit too high up. But yeah, great performance. Uh, I know everyone was riding hard on his ground and pound and his takedowns and thought he's just this like, you know, Khabib clone, which he just proved he's not. I mean, you'll never see Khabib flatline somebody with a right hand like that. Just walk them down, push them against the cage, or back them up against the cage, and then just faint, land that right. Like, that is not in Khabib's game at all. Um, so you know, Shamayev just continues his terror um, in the UFC right now. And you had this weird co-main event between Donald Cerrone and Nico Price. And what did I tell you guys? When guys respect Donald too much, it lowers their game. This is now like the third or fourth time I've seen this. Um, I'm not saying I, I I'm not saying Nico didn't try, but when you're cheering that you got a draw at the end, you, there's a fucking problem. Um, and I'm not, and may, maybe he would have clamored for the draw no matter who he was fighting. But I f- feel like a lot of it had to do with you know going getting a draw with Donald. And Nico looked great early and then kind of fell off late. And you could tell, like, his strikes just didn't have the same kind of pop on him. And it wasn't stopping Donald like it was in the first round. Um, And then on Donald's side, it's like, man, dude, like, he's not looking as shopworn as Woodley is because he's still offensive where Woodley's just... And we'll get to that. We'll get to that fight next. But, but, um... I, I just don't know where he stays competitive at this point. Like, are we going to shoot him all the way down? Do his, does he just take fun matchups? I, I would be down just for fun matchups. Um, but those are kind of far and few ahead. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, I mean, it was a great fight. I never really want to see it again. And I definitely don't think that should have been the co-main event. But for name value, I guess you had to do it. Especially because Tiago and Glover fell off. But, you know, I don't know. It, it's just it is what it is. And then in the main event, you had... King MAGA versus Black Lives Matter, and, uh, you know, I was really hoping Tyron was going to come out and not look like old Tyron, but, you know, just uh, show that he still wants to be in there, and he looked great for the first minute, and then just, like, everything went down the tubes, down the drain once uh, Colby got that first takedown. I mean, Tyron came out of the gate, and he was pressing Colby, he was fainting his right hand, he was making Colby guess. And then Colby timed that right hand perfectly, shot in, got the double leg, got him down, and got him down quick, easy, and, like, right in the guard. And once Woodley ended up getting back up, he just did not, he just looked, he looked checked out. He was like, oh, if Colby's going to be able to take me down that quick, that easy, I guess this fight's a wrap. And just continued to not do anything the rest of the fight. The only thing that I could say was good is he kept faint his left hand and then would land a really good right hand to the body. But, I mean, like, I want to say that was maybe one or two to three times in the whole fight. Um, it was just, dude, it's just th- these last three Woodley fights. Like, it really, like, I, I it, ru- it almost ruins my day. Not because he loses, but just because, like, you get so excited for these fights and then he doesn't even try. Not, okay, I shouldn't say that he doesn't try, but... Um, you you know he's capable of more is what I mean, and to see where he's come, uh, or to see where he's gotten to, and now to where he's come, it's just sad. I mean, um, I'm one of those guys who feel like Tyron never really got his uh, his due or his uh, his respect when he was champ, and he was fighting the best guys, and 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 Woodley had had a weird title reign where he wasn't fighting. Excuse me. He wasn't fighting like super um, 
well-rounded guy. It's like, like complete mixed martial arts. He was fighting these specialists where Maya was a guy, if you get your back, you're done. Steven Thompson was wheel kicking everybody to death. Um, you know, he, you know, and, uh, you know, Lawler was knocking everybody out with one punch and he shut these guys down. Um, yeah, the Lawler fight, he finished first round. So it's like, oh my God, you know, Woodley. And then the Maya fight kind of sucked. The first Steven Thompson fight was great, but he kind of was waiting. And then the same thing happened to the, pretty much the twofold happened the second time. And then he has this great win against Darren Till, like great, great, great win over this guy. The UFC was trying to make just run over Woodley and Tyron was like, no, 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 no. Watch me get my black belt in the middle of all this. And um, so I was just really, I was really, I thought that was going to be the turning point for Woodley to finally be like, people are going to start respecting him. And then Usman just shut his ass down. And then Gilbert just shut his ass down. And then Colby again, just shut his ass down. And it's kind of, I kind of don't like all this retirement talk. Um, just because it's like, dude, uh, Usman champ uh, has now defended his belt too. So it's not like that was a fluke title victory. Like he beat uh, twice. He's defended against Masvidal and against, uh, and against Colby. And then you got Gilbert. Gilbert just knocked out Maya, now beat uh, Tyron, was supposed to get a title shot, but got COVID, still getting a title shot now. So he could very well be the champ. And then you lost to Colby. And Colby was the uh, the former interim champ. His only loss of, as of late was to Usman. So it's like he's not losing to any chumps. He's losing to the best guys. But also, all three of those guys, they don't fight the same, but they have the same game plan. They're going to wear on you. They're going to wear on you. They're going to push you up. They're going to take you down. They're going to wear on you. Who's to say if you fought somebody where he didn't have to get worried about being bullied and getting pushed back, how he would do? Now, that's not to say, well, you can't, like, make picture-perfect fights for you, but it's like, hey, you know, it, you know, it is it is what it is. He took the three hardest fights, right? He took the three. He's had the three hardest fights of his whole career, back to back to back to back. So it's, it's tough to say. He's also 38. And um, I forget who I was listening to, but they were referencing like, you know, not to say he's as flashy as Roy Jones Jr., but it's kind of the Roy Jones thing where, hey, once your physical, once your, once your physical um, capabilities start to dwindle when you can't rely on your explosiveness, your fast twitch muscles, and those fundamentals aren't there, you're going to start getting, you're going to start looking really bad. And I think that's just what it is. I, I just don't think, I mean... There was plenty of times where I saw Woodley could make capitalization on fainting or just on anything, and he just didn't take it. And uh, I just think when you start second guessing yourself and you can't, you can't um, make explosive moves where you used to. That just it kills your confidence because now you're like, well, what am I? Um, and so I, I, I'm not gonna write Woodley off uh, again. I think he fought the best three guys in the division out, you know, top three. Um, and so there's really no, there's nothing really to, to harp on, but when you look at how he's lost them, like, and I will reference this back to Cerrone, Cerrone's on like a five, 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 four or five fight losing streak. Well, it gets broken up by this draw, but his, his offensive output is still there. Like he's still trying, he's still going. Is he, is his mileage, you know, wearing on him to where he can't take the same shots. He's not as explosive and he, you know, he doesn't have the same physical capabilities. Yes. But we're not seeing anything out of Woodley. We're not seeing anything. Um, people were talking about the biggest falls from Grace. His might be the biggest one. He went from 
completely dominating uh, a young uh, perennial top contender in Darren Till, and then just looks like a ghost of himself uh, in these last three, in these last 15 rounds. Um, I don't really know where he goes. Um, I I don't hope he retires. I hope I hope he can go out with one more big win. Um, but then on the flip side, you had Colby Covington, and I don't think this was Colby's best performance. I kind of expected him to do a little bit more, especially late when he, I think he knew, like, I have him, and this is done. And he, and listen, let's not take anything away from Colby. He was piecing Woodley up on the feet. He kept hitting him with his right hand, or uh, his left hand, I'm sorry. He was hitting him with the left straight all night. Um, it kept rocking, uh, with, I don't, I don't think he was in any, in any trouble, but definitely rocking Woodley. Um... And so, like, I, just, I definitely thought he, uh, like, he looked better against RDA. Uh, he looked better against Lawler. Um, but I think when you're fighting a guy like Woodley who can explode on you, you kind of have to fight, you know, the way he fought. But, I mean, other than that, it, w- it was a typical Colby, uh, Colby fight. Um, again, I, I didn't really want to harp on this the last time, but if I'm a black fighter in the UFC, I'm going to definitely start taking issue with how they are presenting themselves. Um, cause Dana can come out and say, we don't, we don't matter. You know, we don't limit any, what anybody can say. And we don't, we, we don't, we just let people do what they do. But when you're coming out and saying the things that he said, and then you don't, and then you, you televise his entrance, but you don't televise Woodley's that, that tells me something. And I know Colby and Dana have gone back and forth, and they've had their issues. And I definitely know Tyron and Dana have had their issues. And I'm not saying this is a personal thing, but when when you have one fighter coming out and um, spewing a lot of hateful bullshit, um, you kind of, especially in the societal climate right now, you you're walking a fine line. Uh, especially when you're worried about viewership, sponsorships, and stuff like that. And and let's not get this twisted. Let's not get this twisted. This isn't the first time Colby said anything like this. Uh, he did the same thing. He did the same thing in. Uh, sorry guys, just checking my. Oh no, my feed's good. Um, he did the same thing in Brazil when he beat Maya. He called the Brazilians a bunch of filthy animals, and he said all that stuff. And he's just kind of picking back, piggybacking off of what Chael Sonnen said back when he fought Anderson Silva. And so. It's not the first time he's uh, degraded, uh, you know, a culture and, and a group of people and a race. Um, but I just feel like right now, especially especially when you're getting as racially charged as he's getting, like he's not keeping it at oh, you know, you Brazilian, you filthy animals and stuff like that. He's getting like he called he he called Tyron a domestic terrorist. And again, especially with what's everything going on right now, like if. People are going to get mad. And I know that's what he wants. Like, he's doubling down on this heel character. But you got to understand, like, you're not just, like, like, this doesn't just go away once you once you beat Tyron. Like, you, you get held to what you say. And, yeah, again, do I really think he thinks all that? Probably not. I, I really, I have a hard time. Um, again, I, I've heard what people say about Colby outside, and this isn't, you know, this is outside of George and, and everything like that, but because he's a great guy. And so, yeah, I don't think he's as politically and socially charged as he's coming off in this, in this stuff. But, um, I just, I just think it's, it's a sad way to approach all this. 
And then it, and then to have like the fucking uh, to have like the president jump on it and double down on it. It's like, bro, you got enough problems as it is coming off looking like a racist. And I I don't I mean I'm not on this bandwagon that the president is racist like half of America is. But dude, when you when you double down on somebody like Colby and you like you you when you can't even realize like he's using you to get viewership and like. Yeah, he may be a conservative and he may love Donald Trump, but like to think he's actually this much of a bandwagoner and then for you to double down on it, like, come on, dude. Come on. This it's fucking ridiculous. This whole thing's fucking ridiculous. I don't know, I just I I feel bad for all of the African Americans in the UFC right now because they're kinda left looking at their leadership like who the like what are we who are we represented by? Um, at least that's how I look at it. And then, um, you know, Colby and Usman's little, uh, scuffle. Dude, I thought Usman handled that perfectly, that on-air confrontation. Because, I mean, all the, the chips are on Usman's side. Uh, Usman finished Colby. Like, that. that's the bottom line. Like, Colby can say whatever he wants. And I was actually rooting for Colby in that first fight. I thought this would be perfect. You know, that would be kind of his coming out party. He had to go. Any Anytime guys have issues with the UFC, I always root for them. Because they, they, they're literally, um, how do I put it? They're, uh, you know, I mean, it's like anybody. Anybody likes to, to piss off their boss or to prove their boss wrong, right? And so when you feel like you've been, or not even in a boss way, but just in general, and just a person-to-person way, when you feel like you've been uh, shafted or you feel like you've been pushed down or you feel like you've been looked over, um, you know, I always root for those guys because I can always relate. I can I can always relate to that. So any anytime the UFC starts making life hard for a fighter, I, I always root for them their next fight out. Um, so I was rooting for Colby, but uh, dude, Usman laughing at him and and all that, like I, I thought that was hilarious. Because how else are you supposed to approach that? Like Colby can come in with his shtick all he wants, but Usman broke his jaw and finished him. Had probably felt so good after that fight. Um, so yeah, I uh, um, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I think I think Usman gets it. I think Colby they'll probably give Colby another fight before he gets a title rematch, but um. Yeah, that's kind of where that's at. But now we get to the real good stuff. God, I'm so excited for this weekend or for tomorrow. Um, so I'm just gonna kind of I'm gonna get down to the just the the, the top two fights here, and then we'll, we'll call this a day. Um, but we're opening up with uh, Dominic Reyes and Jan Blakovich, and this is the perfect fight to make uh, outside of John Jones versus anybody else down there or, or a rematch with uh, with Dominic Reyes. And a lot of people are kind of counting Jan out here. Now, guys, listen. Jan has the capabilities of making anybody look shitty, even Dominic Reyes. Um, people sleep on Jan because, yeah, he has that great win over Corey where he flatlined him, and he has that great win, great, great win over Rockhold where he flatlined him. But if you look at a Jacare fight, you look at there, there's a couple other fights too. Uh, he knows how to make a fight really ugly, and I think that's where people are counting Dom out here. Uh, all right, uh, counting Jan out. Yeah, Dom might look good like first two rounds like he did against John, but he showed in the in the John Jones fight. And but this also could be of John Jones just adapting because that dude is so smart and his fight IQ is amazing. 
But dude, that the that third, fourth, and fifth round did not look the same as one and two for Dom. So if Jan can kind of weather the storm, or well, not really weather the storm, but kind of just take in Dom's game and then you know press him up against the fence and then make him look bad late, like that that's a very good possibility. Um, I know the odds are really stacked in Dom's favor, but you know you really you Jan's a live dog in this fight for sure. And what I think is funny about this is they've both they've both cleared out everybody else in the division, but then they also have each taken out uh, uh, the former middleweight champs who came up to try and be the next contender at 205. Dom knocked out Weidman, Jan knocked out Rockhold, and both of those guys came up from middleweight as former champions trying to be John Jones's next. Uh, opponent trying to get quick wins and what's funny is is at the time Jan was supposed to be like a sacrificial lamb to Rockhold and I that really wasn't the case with Dom and Chris Weidman that was a little more even but they both got quick finishes and now they're both where they're at now fighting for the belt and so I kind of want to tie this back in because a lot of guys were writing Chris Weidman and writing Rockhold off after those losses but clearly if they're the best at 205 they have nothing to be worried about like, absolutely nothing to be worried about. Um, one of these guys is, or after tomorrow, one of those guys will have lost to the current champ. So, like, there's really no big deal there. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited for that fight. I think Dom gets it, but I won't be surprised if, if Jan wins. And then we got the big one, guys. Oh, God, I've been waiting for this for so long. We got Israel Adesanya taking on Paula Costa. And what's interesting is, is I, I love when guys make subtle moves like this, but Paula Costa weighed in first and weighed in on the dot this morning. Uh, I think at 184, at 185, like on the dot, first person on the scale. And everyone likes to make a big deal about his weight cuts. But when you come out and you're the first one to weigh in when you don't have to, that is saying a lot. So, And he looks great. He looks lean. He looks shredded. He clearly did it right. Again, I know he's only been tested once down in Brazil, so I know he's probably got shit going on. I'm not going to say anything, but if he gets popped after, again, not going to be very surprised. Adesanya looks fucking shredded as well. Um, now, a lot of people are making this like it's like a, everyone, I, I've, I've heard across the board on all of the on all the outlets. This is a, the classic uh, uh, Matador versus Bull. Oh, you know, Paul Costa is going to run in and Adesanya is just going to move out of the way and hit him with the right hand and he's going to go down. Yeah, I, could that happen? Yeah, that definitely could happen. Do I see that happening? I mean, would I bet on that happening? Yeah, but you guys are not taking Costa seriously. This guy didn't get where he's at just bulldozing people. I mean, yes, he did bulldoze everybody, but there's a lot more to his game than just running forward with his, you know, uh, flailing hooks with his chin down and his eyes closed. Um, this dude's got great body work. He's got a phenomenal chin, and this guy can go all... Can he go five rounds? No idea. Can he go a hard three? Yeah. Does he drop off a little uh, after that third? Yeah, but he wasn't scheduled for a five-round fight, so maybe if he's scheduled for five, he'll reserve a little bit more and be able to go to the five. These are all questions we're going to find out tomorrow, which make this site extremely exciting. Two, we're fighting in four-ounce gloves. Like it, it doesn't matter how technical Israel is. If he gets caught up against the fence, if he gets caught in transition, if he gets... There's a, there's a, there's a million different ways Adesanya can end up in trouble here, and so you guys just thinking Paul is gonna run across the ring, eyes closed, 
Israel's gonna look like vintage Anderson Silva, do some trunk movement, sway out of the way, pop him with the right, pop him with the left, drop him, Paula gets back up, and then the same thing happens until the ref calls it. I, I, I can't see that happening. I can't see that happening. Casa's body work is tremendous. If he can push Israel up against the fence and uh, get some good body work off of him, if he mixes to the head and body like he always likes to do, if he can push Israel and keep Israel against the fence, Israel's going to have problems. So Israel can, or uh, Paula has a, a lot of different ways to win this just besides landing a lucky punch. This isn't, you know, I'm trying to, this isn't like Chris Lieben, all right? This is, this is a really, really refined athlete at 185 pounds who happens to have, again, a granite chin, great cardio, and hammers, hammers, and is not, and is not, in no way is he, uh, um, what do you want, what's the best word for it? Uh, he's not he's not stingy in, in, in any one way. He will deliver shots everywhere. Kicks, punches, punches, kicks to the leg, kicks to the body, punches to the head, punches to the body. So when you're when you're dealing with all of that, yeah, Israel's gonna have to kind of play a game a little bit. And you know who's to say Israel? And and I think what people are also forgetting about this is Paula gets hit a lot. Okay, and you might be saying, "Well, yeah, exactly. That's what we're trying to say, Raj. Like he's, you know, he's gonna come in and he's gonna get tagged." But again, this dude has a good chin. So if Israel starts teeing off early, thinking he has him, and then Israel not rushes in but leaves himself a little bit open and then gets countered, who's to say what happens? I'm like, it, it, this could go any which way. All I know is that I, I'm I, like, I already got butterflies just now talking about it. Um, it's this is a great matchup. This is uh, I'm trying to think of the so I want to say as as far as big fights, I think Anderson Silva, Anderson Silva, uh, Son and Two that probably takes the cake. Um, I mean, there's been uh, some other big ones. The rematch with uh, they're also the rematch with Weidman. Um, I guess St. Pierre and Bisping was kind of big, but again, th- th- these are just from a marketing standpoint. But when it comes to stylistic matchup, this is up there with Rockhold Weidman. Um, cause that, that, that was great. That, that, I mean, stylistically on the way up, those guys were both young in their career, just like these two are, they were kind of like at their peak. Um, I wouldn't say maybe Israel's at his peak, maybe Costa's right outside of his peak. Uh, let's see how old they are real quick. Yeah. So look at 31 and 29. So they're, they're about, they're, they're out of, they're, they're both about entered in their prime where I feel like Rockhold and Weidman were like right there. They were right there. Luke had that big run in strike force, had that hiccup against Vitor, but then just killed everybody else in UFC uh, in the UFC's middleweight division. Weidman had dethroned the GOAT, had a couple good title defenses, and it was like this culmination of these two young guns entering their prime, and here we go. They're going to fight for it all. And without that hiccup against Vitor, they would have been two undefeated guys. And I know you could say that, yada, 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 but still. That that matchup was just nuts, and that fight ended up being great. And then those two just fell off after that, probably due to how brutal that fight was. But this is how I feel, like stylistically, this is the fight, guys. Um, if you don't usually watch fights, I guess you wouldn't really be watching this or listening to this. But if you're having any inclination of not watching this, don't. Or I mean, I mean, do do watch this. Jesus, I need to get my shit together. But yeah, the the. These top two fights are going to be great, especially that main event. I'm super stoked. So make sure you guys tune in. I'll be here next. Oh, and then there's also a doubleheader with uh, Jamel and Jamal Charlo. 
which will also be a good fight. I just um, don't have too much to say about boxing unless it's like at the very, 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 very high level or very top end, and you know it's a good fight. My knowledge is definitely more MMA based. I love boxing. I love boxing to death, but definitely more on the MMA side. So we got some good ones this weekend. Excited. It's going to be a busy weekend, but look forward to speaking with you guys next week with the recap. Hopefully, we got some fun stuff to talk about. Oh. Uh, one more thing. Um, so these horrendous reports about um, uh, Conor McGregor coming back and he's going to be fighting uh, Manny Pacquiao. And uh, I'll simply put it this way. Fuck you.